Welcome to You're Making It Worse. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. We're here. We're queer. Uh. Meh. Textual Healing. Father Martin wrote the book Building a Bridge, How the Catholic Church and the LGBTQ Community Can Enter into a Relationship of Respect, Compassion, and Sensitivity. Uh, So this is pretty big. I mean, James Martin, he tweeted, one of the highlights of my life. I felt encouraged, consoled, and inspired by the Holy Father today. And his time with me in the middle of a busy day and a busy life seems a clear sign of his deep pastoral care for LGBT Catholics and LGBT people The idea worldwide. of him saying the Pope having a busy day, it just, it makes me think of like, <laughs> he had to go to spin class. Yeah, right. to, what was he, hanging out with angels? <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, um, the Catholic Church teaches that being gay is not in, not in and of itself sinful, but yeah. that gay sexual acts uh, 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 are indeed well, sinful. Well, that was that, the separation I remember when I was a kid, because my father is Catholic, right. and I remember us having conversations just in general because, you know, being gay was normal for my house. And he would say that in, like, in the Catholic faith, even though, like, the Bible says you're not supposed to or whatever, like, you can, you're not going to hell for that sin. Like, you can, what, what is it called, repent or something? Yeah. yeah. You can repent and, like, so being gay and uh, is not necessarily... Or having well, the, gay the thoughts church... is not against the Catholic belief <laughs> right. system, acting but acting on it, on it yeah. is. Yes, which they, is why... they want you to be celibate. Yes, which is why priests, uh... not why priests are celibate, but why, like, you know, there was this movie a couple years ago where there was about a gay priest or something, I forget what it was, but that the priest can still exist as a priest and be gay and be gay, yep. but yet can't act on the urges sure. of being gay. Do you think that, Do you think they have wet dreams, like, all the time? Of course. You, I don't know about all to. the time because what percentage of priests do you think? How many wet dreams are you having in your adult life? Because I don't have that. When many I wasn't in my watching life. porn, I had them occasionally. Oh really? Yeah. I think they're the most disturbing thing. Wet dreams? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're a little. They're a little intense. The idea that your body can <laughs> ejaculate without <laughs> touch. Or... It's like that episode of Thirty Rock. My brother <laughs> told me about it recently, or reminded me where Liz. Um, is like eating pizza secretly and the night, at night oh my and she God. doesn't know it and it's like it's a so paranormal activity. Oh, it's so it's, good. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I mean, obviously, and she's eating cigarettes too. I think, <laughs> I think this is a good, you know, this is a great step uh, in, you know, step in the right direction. I yeah. don't think this will actually change many regular Catholics well, the Pope Mine. still does not support right. marriage, right, does right. not support right. abortion, does not support... He calls same-sex parenting ungodly. Right. Yeah. I mean, but, I mean, I also think credit should be given where credit is due. I mean, Alan has, on this podcast, advocated that Donald Trump is the most gay-friendly, gay-friendly <laughs> Republican president and we've I, ever had. I, I still think and that's true. That's And that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. I mean, I think we should certainly... Still a monster. If we're, mm. Yeah. But if we're going to, I think, take that angle, then we should be fair and say that this Pope is probably well, the most... Open. I think I think it really comes up to sort of what Brent and I were talking about earlier today about the idea of uh, sort of in the realm of cancel culture and how, you know, you can't 100 percent cancel somebody because they don't necessarily believe in the things that you do. If they aren't totally. doing anything to necessarily harm you. And some people could make an argument that Pope Francis's statements about calling same sex parents ungodly and not being pro-choice or whatever. Yeah. You can make an argument that that is actually harming people. But that said, I, I 
I think people I think we need to learn and get to a place where we learn that people are more nuanced, that yeah. the 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 way people get the beliefs that they do, even monsters like Donald Trump, racist monsters are are impacted by the world in which they exist in. And mm-hmm. I think we need to understand a little bit, not have sympathy necessarily, but understand that world before we cancel them so that we can have more nuance with somebody. The, the Pope is, I think, a great example of sort of the ridiculous back and forth that we've had on the Internet over the last several years about everything, which, which is like everyone was so excited about the new Pope. <laughs> Elliot's mic Elliot is has somehow fucked up his mic. He fucked, fucked up his up. mic, and, and he's so he's trying to be so quiet about it. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> thank you. But like everyone was like, "I love this pope. He's cool." Remember yeah, his nickname was cool pope. "Cool Pope." And then you know he'll he'll say something shitty because he's the pope and he's yeah. a conservative figure, and everyone everyone will be like, "He's a jerk." <laughs> He's a monster. Kill him. And then he meets with a gay person and everyone's like, oh, he's a good guy. Right. Yeah. He's decent. I mean, symbolically, like, he let's does. Just be, let's be consistent the whole time. And let's say he's, he's well, you maybe, know. Maybe that isn't the, I mean, you mean consistent in terms of just being rational the whole time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah I agree with that. I mean, you know, Pope Francis <laughs> does represent something incredibly unique in this world. And if you can consider Pope Francis a world leader, which I think he would, I think you can argue he is. Yeah. Um, how many world leaders have the impact and and are also, you know, from South America and who aren't white and who who come from poor beginnings and who literally embrace the idea of charity and not sort of not having the Gucci shoes that the priests had in the past and having right. you know what I mean like in embracing the idea of loving poor people and doing good for others and like yeah. whatever yeah, and yeah, yeah. so he does he does represent a, a, a social figure a world leader yeah, that sure. we don't that in a world that's surrounded by a lot of greed and a lot of rich people leading countries and yeah. terrorizing countries so yeah he I don't agree with a lot of what he does and I think he'd probably be a really boring dinner date like he, mm. I would just like be snooze fest <laughs> all the way yeah, I'm sure he wouldn't love you either yeah probably wouldn't <laughs> but I do think that there are some there are redeemable qualities to him. Of course, him. absolutely. I wonder what's more. Do you think Catholicism or Christ, or evangelical Christianity is more damaging to evangelicals unequivocally yeah. in it this is? country? In this country, yeah. Because I mean, it, it isn't. I mean, but even nationally, even internationally now too, because evangelical Christians are going into famously with Africa, the continent of Africa. They would go into different countries and actually fund organizations to be anti-LGBT, so that. They would then grow their own evangelical organizations, but also wreak wreak harm on LGBT people around the world, Mm. having them be killed and and murdered and have churches and and presidents of the country who are part of these churches support it, Mm. saying that these people should be killed. So the evangelical reach is growing internationally. And I I do think it's very, very dangerous. Yeah, that's scary. Because there's a lot of money behind it. And Catholics, while they do have a lot of money, the actual church has a lot of money. The actual base of the Catholic Church it's dwindling, isn't is it? dwindling, but it's almost like Judaism in a way that people oftentimes, I find, who say that they're Catholic, they don't actually go it's to just services. It's a community. It's just, it's, it's an identity. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, well, I, it's, I, it's I, cute. I know a lot of Catholics <laughs> yeah. that go to services, but. Uh, I don't. I mean, I know a yeah. lot of Catholics, but they don't go to church that much, but they still identify as Catholic. I think the same with a lot of Jews. A lot of Jews call themselves Jewish. They yeah. they, they they are part of the Jewish identify community. Identify with the sort of fundamental But they're not going beliefs. to temple all the time. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. Yeah, if you look at, if you look at uh, opinion polling, evangelicals are consistently 
the most conservative factor in the entire country. Yeah. Right. It, Catholics are, are... And have political reach. Catholics are actually, again, if you look at exit polls, or exit polls are just polling in general when they actually break it down into how Catholics, be, what Catholics believe in, they're usually pretty moderate. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if um, you guys knew this, but... Um, you're Catholic. President Kennedy was Catholic. <laughs> oh. I know you guys are political oh, wonks, but I figured I'd blow your mind with wow. that one. Wow. <laughs> Very impressive. Not even joking. Jocelyn Hughes, amazing comedian, dear friend of the three of ours. Longtime friend. Michiganian? Uh, no. Chicagoan. Oh, Chicago. Oh, right. Chicagoan. Illinois. It's all the same. You know, yep. I don't think I ever knew you were from New Chicago, York. which is strange. I, I went know. to DePaul. In Chicago for oh, years. Wow, I lived yeah. there for five years. I hated oh, it. Hated it. Very <laughs> I hated Chicago. I very hated Chicago. interesting, Alan. My favorite uh, thing about Alan is I went to DePaul in Chicago. Hated it. I hated, hated every moment of it. DePaul was the worst school in the world. <laughs> and you got into Georgetown, too. It was the worst school in the world. DePaul. I still think you should have gone to Georgetown. I didn't want saying. to leave that far. <laughs> <laughs> Jocelyn, um, you, I guess I, I, I've known you for a long time. Yeah. You're an open book. Yeah. Um... Comedian, writer, comedian, actress, writer. You wrote a book. Crafty uh, person. You wrote a book about crafting and how to craft without becoming enraged. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. That came out in like, I think, 2015. 2015. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was that like, by the way? Do you act? Do you still craft? Um, I do on my own time. It's just a lot to, you know. I originally was making a web series. Yeah. With the yeah. help of right. Nerdist, and it was like people were getting the supplies and shooting <laughs> and editing. You know, that was all taken care of. And uh, when that ended, I was in the middle of writing the book. So I started doing it on my own because people were watching and I wanted to, you know, I was excited. But it became so much work. Yeah. (laughs) And I also, this is going to sound crazy, I was so sick of buying so many supplies that I would only use once. So many pipe cleaners. Yeah. So many pipe cleaners, feathers, yeah. beads, right. wood pieces. I mean, it just Sounds builds like up. Apartment. And I live in an apartment, you know, a one-bedroom yeah. apartment. Right. I donated a ton of my crafts last year lots to of beads, a local school. Lots of free school. beads. Good. Yeah. But it was, uh, you know, it's just a lot of work. So I, I still do it on my own time. I just don't I have a crafting it. project. Oh, wait, wait. Well, what What's are you doing right now? <laughs> well, well, well. I have... Uh, <laughs> In my kitchen, I ha- or my dining room, I guess you should say, I have these triangular. Oh, this bitch got a dining room. <laughs> it's a dining space. I don't have a dining room. We've been there. I have, a kitchen, I have a kitchen full of ants. It's right an ATV yeah. liar. It's a it's an open flow plan. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I have these open concept. These like a DIY, not DIY, but like custom made triangular wooden frames. Oh, yeah, you bought them at I a have fair. those, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did? Yeah. You I made did? them, yeah. Oh, really? Like, that's something I made. I never okay, made a like, video for. Yeah, they're geometric. Yeah. And they have, uh-huh. like, they're different shaped inside, basically. Okay. They're great nice. for little things. So they have, like, shelves in them, but they're diagonal, so you have to I've seen those. You have, the, you have it on the wall. I do. And now I've bought, to, as, a, as a crafting project, I've bought foam. Oh, God. <sighs> dried flowers. Oh, no. And I'm going to do my best oh to boy. make it look like there's flowers coming out of the wall oh, cool. oh. in the frames. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> so I can't I got... wait to see the failure that that becomes. <laughs> oh, have some faith. I think it's going to be great. Hopefully that'll fail to I... get to the, the final result. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I spent a lot of time at Michael's and you know, uh, you should I had a Michael's with us. 
I hope everything was on sale because it there's was. always yeah. coupons. Yeah. Yes. Always you get the app, you get extra coupons. I will tell you, I was quite surprised at how long the line was on a weekday mm-hmm. and evening. That's, I, that's uh, part of the journey is can you wait in the line Really? At Joanne's and Michael's. <laughs> Joanne's? It's insane. It really, it truly is. I go I go with Michael often. He's buying fabric there. And it's just like, it blows me away yeah. that a Joanne's in Glendale, California, yeah. on, a, on a strip that should have nothing else going on but car repair services, has a line that, that, that mirrors the DMV. It's yeah. 25 people long. It's insane. <laughs> it's true. It's wild. Yeah. It's also because I think they're scanning like little tiny items. Yeah. Lots, lots yeah. of little barcodes yeah. on those beads. Right, right. I'm, I'm waiting to see if this will be cathartic or frustrating. You're going to be frustrated. Yeah, just take your time with it, and then if it starts getting frustrated, put it down and just yeah. know that's not, yeah, it's not Vlog it. Vlog it. Vlog yeah. it. No, not, no nobody's, <laughs> nobody's watching this process. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Elliot, uh, I am very proud of you. Thank you. Uh, Jocelyn. It'll be great. With that said, you have a really fascinating history, like a fascinating. dating, fascinating dating history. It is fun oh talking God. dating with, with some you. ups and a couple downs. Uh, Mostly one could say. downs. <laughs> Mostly downs. And I think as a result of that, not to put words in your mouth, but it feels like you've become more spiritual, not in like a woo-woo way, but in like oh, a... Oh, no, in a woo-woo a way. A little bit of a really? woo-woo way. Oh, 100%. But you're, so, you're a comedian, know. you're smart, you're grounded. You're never like... Wait, no, I'd explain. never think of you as somebody who's like nuts about this stuff, but you've keyed into that a little bit. Why don't you explain yeah. your th- vibe? Well, I think the the biggest nightmare relationship that I had to go through was... Now it's been six years, but I was engaged to someone found out they were basically living a double life mm-hmm. uh, while he was at work he was doing all kinds of fun things mm. uh, yeah not a fun double life he didn't penis. have another job in the, in the double life <laughs> no 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 it wasn't like it wasn't cute lifetime movie flying to Kansas City <laughs> yeah it was like I need to run and get tested right. um, because <laughs> this is some crazy stuff mm-hmm. but when that happened I I it was this weird sense of relief and um, shock, but mostly I looked at my life and I was like, I can't ever let this happen again. How did this yeah. happen? Yeah. How this, did what happen? I mean, this that, situation, yeah. you know, like that, that I didn't necessarily know that he was, you know, obviously he's a liar and a pathological liar, so he's like really good at it and he's a sociopath and what, yana, sure. yana, yana. They're great at lying. Yeah. Oh, they're so good. Like and they're the also really they're charming. Yeah. And and they really, you know, I was under this spell that I, you know, even if things didn't feel quite right. Like what didn't feel right? It was my body told me a lot mm. of times that something was wrong, but I had no, there's no reasons to back it. I had no like rationale behind that, that stomach drop. And then I just, what happened was I started putting it on myself. So my self-esteem started falling because I was like, you're so insecure. This guy loves you. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. In reality, my body was telling me. So I headed to therapy and I found this wonderful therapist that changed my life. And um, within- His name is Jesus. <laughs> His name is Lord of Lord. Okay. Um, no, it was... But- even talking to her, she was like, yeah, you have to listen to your intuition. And I never mm. I never thought that was a real thing. Yeah. Mm. And to have a thera- an educated, wonderful, professional person tell me that, yes, that's a real thing, really changed the course of, like, I want to tap into my intuition. I want to know how to feel things. I mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's been, like, this insane journey the last five and six years of... Intuition. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Intuition is such a difficult thing. 
Yeah. To read because sometimes we're wrong, but we don't. Like, do you ever do this? Do you ever um, do you ever have like you're like I think something's gonna happen. In a minute, a woman is going to walk around the corner and she's going to be wearing red. Some ridiculous, vague thing. But then it fucking happens. And you're like, oh, my God. What if I'm prescient? <laughs> what if I can tell the future? Or And then you have a dream. And in your dream, your mom dies. And you're like, oh, what if that's... I, I mean, I was right the other day with that woman. But you don't remember that a million times... You have little thoughts or little notes, yeah. and you're like, oh, if this mm-hmm. happens, then I'll do, you know, this. This is probably the OCD part of my brain. But then it doesn't happen, and you realize you're not actually prescient, of course, because, sorry, no one is. Um, Long Island it, Medium is prescient. Sure. But it's scary. I it's love scary her. to t- to try to tap into your intuition when sometimes it's wrong. And, like, and, and when we're talking about being in a, in a long-term relationship and maybe getting married with someone and some deep part of your brain is saying this is wrong but then one could just another therapist could have just said you have discomfort with long-term relationships with intimacy whatever it might have been yeah. mm-hmm. so you know it's that's a really tough place to be in it is hard it's hard to discern what's your own fear versus what is your body and your subconscious trying to tell you yeah mm-hmm. and you, you and know? I were talking about it recently because I had a I'll be very general and paraphrasing oh, here. here but we go. <laughs> had a similar experience with intuition where I, you know, was talking to a gentleman. Okay, and <laughs> this is real vague yeah. so far. It was just, it was just, I kind of let Brent help push the intuition, to, you know, to the surface because it just felt like this was going nowhere. But the, what I was being told was, you know, oh. very... Uh, positive. Yeah. And it, and I just, it, it was such Wait. a strange oh, yeah, disconnect. That literally was the craziest description. Wait, now you have to explain it because I'm you have really confused. Elliot. <laughs> Elliot, you can just be, you don't have to use the name, just be vague. Yeah, say my name. Here, how about this? Can I explain it? Elliot uh, was dating, he met this person, he matched with this person on Tinder, yeah. they swapped numbers, and they had a very lengthy, month-long, quote, relationship Listen, I, I can relate. I did this. This has happened to me last spring, and I'll tell you about mine. In which they never met, mm-hmm. and this person came up with wild excuses as to why they didn't meet. And a month in, uh, I was strategizing with him about whether this person just has horrible issues with meeting or if the person is literally fake. Because we have I reasons to believe that the person oh. yeah. was not even who he said did who you ever were, find was, out? was in those pictures? Yeah, we uh, we think we did. Yes. Oh, you. So, okay. I got confirmation from a third party <laughs> that this oh. person so anyway, was real. But... but the crux of the story being, it's someone who strung him along in the most not intimate, but just day long conversations. Strung him along for what five weeks and then disappeared. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I had gone. So I matched with somebody last spring and we met and. We had a good time, and then he was texting a lot, and he he wanted to hang out, but it was all kind of like on his side of town, which he was on the west side. So I met him. We hung out three times total, mm-hmm. um, but he texted nonstop every day, all day long. Yeah. And then he went on this trip, and he FaceTimed me from <laughs> Ireland, and, and mm. it was very much <laughs> like, you fit. To me, like him saying, like, you fit, um, let's do this thing. Mm-hmm. But he was unwilling. He'd, 
never been to Silver Lake? <laughs> like he's been to Ireland, but not Silver Lake. He, yeah, he, he'd never been to Silver he's Lake? He's never been to Silver Lake, and he's lived in L.A. for 15 years. What? But it was like, That's he wasn't insane. ever going to come to Silver Lake. Yeah. He wanted to always be texting yeah. and always be- And what was your intuition saying? When you, when you would get these things. I knew the texting was too much, but what happens sometimes too is you're like, I want a partner. I have this big heart. I want to love somebody. Mm-hmm. And so you allow it and you allow it that first time. And then it just, it keeps, it's always the thing. And I'm, I'm starting to think too, that once you turn to your friends and you're like, dude, what should I do? Yeah. Yeah. Then maybe it's just not it. Yeah. And, and oh, like, it helps. It doesn't yeah. mean that, it's that people are terrible. That person is terrible right. or a bad person or. Mm-hmm. Or going to murder you. Like, and, and it, you know. <laughs> That's where I go. Well, <laughs> I'm always caught. Yeah. I'm always, always. like, I'm, I always tell people where I'm going on first Same. dates. I always just did in that case. too. Yeah. But yeah, it's. Um, I, I, sorry, real quick. I met, I went on a date once with a guy whose uh, partner had died. Very suddenly, mm-hmm. and which is extraordinarily painful and very genuine. But I had just met him, and he told me that, and mm-hmm. I was like, uh, "You're gonna kill me." That's all I could think. Why did you think he was gonna kill you? Why did you think they were gonna? Because I thought he killed his partner. Oh my oh. god, Brad! <laughs> Wait, I wanna I wanna get back to something that we kind of he did yeah, not. Yeah. We kind of glossed over a little bit the spirituality angle. So like, yeah, and you were in therapy, and your your therapist brought up intuition and trusting your intuition and yeah. that kind of started you going in a direction of being more spiritual. You have a could body you, healer, right? Yeah, could you explain an like, what kind of I'm spirituality? <laughs> uh, I went to a shamanic healer a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah. What's a shamanic healer? That is a like a shaman who's gone and trained, oh, usually yeah. South America. Sometimes there's obviously I don't know. I'm gonna yeah. sound like a dumb idiot, but <laughs> yeah, sure. all over the world there's like different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shaman's just a general word which originates, I believe, from South America of a healer, mm-hmm. but Got it's it. somebody who's like trained in herbal medicine and um, you it. know spiritual medicine, yeah. and they they go through a crazy long training process, right. and then right. they go to heal other and people. And when you go to these people, are you searching? for something or are you searching for sort of a a lot of things that are encompassing one sort of spiritual outlook yeah that's a good question i think i'm just searching for whatever comes (laughs) yeah yeah i think i'm i i know that i feel better yeah i know that my my mind feels better Mm -hmm. and i know that there's um there's a lot of wisdom and the stillness, mm-hmm. but our world doesn't really allow us to be still. Yeah. So I kind of lean towards that stuff because it grounds me and you get to be still and you kind of get to like, that's where you can listen to your intuition more. Is, yeah. You know, if you go meditate every day for a week, yeah. you're going to get better at, at listening to what's really going on. But do you, you have a bullshit detector at all with this stuff? Like, Yeah, I've had... I've had bad experiences with yeah. this stuff, but like the people I now have seen for like the last five years are all legit. And what's the lady oh, for me? They're legit. Can I? Can I also, if you don't mind yeah. rehashing this, because I, I do think still think it's interesting. Yeah. If you don't mind me saying. No, no, no. Can you talk about how you discovered that your this guy you were dating was engaged double, to was engaged to? Was no, we were straight up going to marry. Get married. Like in, in a month like, or You were something. like weeks off, right? We were five months away. Yeah. We'd yeah. send out the save the dates. I didn't get one. 
don't worry. That was I, I was, was actually planning a wedding <laughs> was it was such a relief to cancel that fucking wedding. Yeah. Oh my god. Because like it wasn't even mine anyways. Like it was like my mom's wedding right. at yeah. that point. Right. But I ended up really not liking my dress and I really just like we went to Chicago to taste caterers and he was being this weirdo dick and I was like all this stuff had, had built up and I was yeah. just I kept falling back to like well, he loves me and maybe yeah. we're just in this long term thing and he's just you know in it's a fun. stressful it's temporary. time yeah. but the truth is we never really communicated because if we did I would have been able to pick up more of the bullshit he would have spewed out mm-hmm. but I was you know just this very codependent midwestern yeah I want to get married and maybe have a family mode yeah. and I wasn't really listening to to what was happening yeah um, and again not that I would have known some people have asked me like how did you not know and it's like it's the worst wait did, did your friends know, yeah did, did your friends know he no was a one, sex addict no, no one know. knew of course no one in his yeah, life I mean, how still would you knows know? of course not yeah there is really no way to know I mean, except for uh, when you caught him with something. Right. So that's what happened. W- Which was... is really brilliant the way you caught it, too. Well, it was, you know, when I had had a couple, I had a couple close calls. I, <laughs> so there was like, there was a time, I think it was like <laughs> six months prior. Uh-huh. But when he proposed, we had actually never talked about marriage and we had never talked about even getting engaged. Hmm. So... I was in New York for a job that turned out to be, I think it was supposed to be three months, it turned into four months, and he was supposed to come out and live in New York with me, we're going to have this East Coast adventure. Mm-hmm. He did not come, and I started getting angry, like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he has all these excuses, and mm. what, we still talked every night before I went to bed, like, yeah. it was still, like, normal, and then... How many years in are you now? With couple. We couple, okay. Two, yeah. Cool. Um... And he was older. He's like eight years older. And I was just thought to myself, like, he wants to get, this is the mode he's in. He wants to mm-hmm. get married. Like, it made sense to me. It all mm-hmm. made sense. Also a Midwesterner. But um, I had been in New York and I was getting pissed that he wasn't coming out. Yeah. And he then uh, proposed at my family's lake house in Wisconsin. And it was like, okay, what am I worrying about? Mm, yeah. That was silly. Everything's fine. So I'm away. He visits a couple times. I come back. There was some weirdness um, with him. There was just like a a couple like weird fights we got. We had never fought before, but it was like weird fights. And I I didn't know what was going on, but I was like, at least I had a little bit of pride to be like, I'm not taking this (laughs) shit. What is this guy doing? Right. But yeah, there was one time where he had signed out of a Yahoo email address hmm. and I saw it on his computer and I said what is this my whole body yeah. went into shock my stomach yeah. fell yeah I was like what is this and he was like oh I used to have a cable you know with my old cable you know they give you an email address and that had happened to me that happened yeah. to me too so yeah. I was like oh okay I have four Yahoo email addresses by the way <laughs> but, but this is a guy I've been with and never seen this Yahoo yeah it was a completely right. new. I mean, you could right. sometimes you'll see my Yahoo. I'll forward stuff from my, you know, my computer or whatever. I have yeah. a, I have a me.com. I have a, I have a yeah. Yahoo. Yeah, right. I've got an iCloud. I've got a <laughs> Gmail. Yeah. I need every. Oh, you know. she's bragging over, over here. here. I know, but I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Sign I just, up for all those free months. Yeah. So that that was like a huge thing, and I I actually reached out to one of my friends and said I saw a different email. Like I don't feel good about this, and she was like, "What are you doing? You're gonna get married." 
Hmm. I was like, you're right. I do. Can I stop you just for a second? I do find it fascinating that I I think it's so easy to have seen that and been like, it's not a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so I, I'm so fascinated that that was such a big deal, understandably. Yeah. And I think back I to that, that's triggering the intuition. That's yeah, I mean, what like, it really I, is. I genuinely. Have, but that's, wait, that's, I, that's what I. That's that's one thing that I. I when you were talking about you know the instances of seeing a woman in a red dress around the corner. That to me is more of like a coincidence. Whereas oh. like intuition is <laughs> no, no. I'm serious though. Intuition, You're a son of a bitch. I'm serious. No, I'm, I'm intuition yeah. is yeah. something like you were saying, physical. It's it's a physical reaction to something that your body is saying. It's like a white blood cell in your body saying something's wrong and I need to protect this. Yeah. And you can't explain why it's happening. You can't explain why it's a trigger for you, but it is. And I think that's intuition. It's yeah. not a coincidence. It's a it's a that meant something to you because it yeah. raised a red flag. Wait, yeah. I want to. I want you to finish. I want to yeah. hear why Brent said it was so brilliant the way you discovered the secret because I didn't know yeah. there was a brilliant so, way. Go ahead. I didn't either. <laughs> Brent, <laughs> I'm does. always proud of you, Jocelyn. Well, so this, so this is. There was a couple more weird, like just, just fights and weird things where I was like, "What is going on with this dude?" He's like, like all of a sudden he's like this crabby asshole. Mm-hmm. I always like the happiest guy. By the way, this is like. The happiest, nicest, mm-hmm. so, so straight, he was boring. Mm. There were times <laughs> where I was, like, he would go to bed every night so early, and I just, because he was in production, so he'd, like, wake up at four or five in the morning, and I'd yeah. be like, ugh. This is so, I'm so bored. Yeah. yeah. It was like a night yeah. I snuck out and went to a friend's house, which also is like red flag. But I was like, sure. I mean, I would have told him, but I, he was sleeping. Yeah. And I was just like, fuck this. I'm out of here. Yeah. Um. But yeah, boring he was so nice (laughs) (laughs) so so there was this weekend where actually i shot my first videos for nerdist for the Mm -hmm. diy damn it series and chelsea hamler was looking for a writer um for chelsea lately which was still on and i had a you know obviously big big production doing the videos Mm -hmm. and then i was working on the submission and i had a meeting with her uh, the following Tuesday, and it was obviously I was like, "This is the biggest thing for me yeah. yet in my life to happen. Yeah. This is huge." So I finished the submission um, on Sunday. We shot Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday was dedicated to getting the submission done. Mm-hmm. So he said, early in the morning, we woke up. We lived in a small little place, and he was like, "I'm gonna go to the movies to get out of your hair, so you can work on this." <clears throat> you know bring us back dinner great i'm working on it working on it and a few hours pass by and i called him to pick up i had a headache and i called him to pick up aspirin and he answered and he was in the movie theater and i was like what and he goes i missed the first showing mm-hmm. oh. so i hmm. ate and now i'm in the movie now and i was like oh okay back to working on the submission working 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 he rolls in a few hours later with a ton of food, and uh, he eats like crazy, which I kind of noticed because he said he had eaten before the other movie, and I was like, okay, weird. Like a, like someone who hasn't eaten for five days was <laughs> yeah, eating. Right. Like wow. it was like yeah. Yeah. Ravenous. really ravenous. ravenous. Or a typical meal for me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so... That night we're watching Girls, and it was the part of the series where um, 
Lena was like doing like the the sub stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was like crawling on the floor and I said to him, "Is there anything that you want to be doing that we're not doing?" Yeah. Cuz like our sex life had fallen off and I had confronted him about it and he had said, "I'm just tired, I'm older, whatever." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> but I wasn't happy about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And that night we were like, when we went to bed, I I wanted to mess around with him, but my something in me kept, I'm serious, something in me kept going, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. So I was like, fine, Mm -hmm. I'm not doing it. I went to bed, I woke up in the morning, he had to work, um, and as I made his coffee, I told him I had a dream again that our wedding was canceled. I kept having these dreams that our wedding was canceled. Oh, wow. And by the way, a lot of times with the, the dreams of like, mm-hmm. even of this rad woman, like there's a lot of fun stuff with dreams and there's like yeah. a huge portal to your subconscious. But right. anyway, <laughs> I said I had another dream again that our wedding was canceled. And he said, I had a dream I was hit by a bus. Oh God. Huh. Yeah. Huh. So, okay. Kiss him goodbye. He goes to work. Yeah. I go get get my nails done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I go get my nails done for Chelsea Handler. Yeah. Uh, I want her to like me more than anything. (laughs) Sure. And when I come back, there's. So I love little things and I love plants. And there is like a little, you know, like a little flat of succulents in the driveway. And we lived on a property with other little Mm -hmm. houses on it and kind of shared like a communal vibe. Yeah. And there's these little tiny succulents in these little plant pots. And I was like, what is this? This is adorable. And within the little <laughs> cardboard flat, there was a receipt mm. for the movie, the parking lot for the movies. Mm. And I looked at it and it said, I think 1 p.m. And he had left our house at 11 a.m. the day before. Oh. So immediately my whole body just tensed up, stomach dropped. This is bad. Because where was he for those two hours? This is bad. But yeah. even not, I don't even remember having the where is he for the two hours. I just remember going, he left at 11. This is wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like, this is bad. This is bad. And we just put our phone plans together. So I went straight oh. to his computer and I looked up who he, you know, what the numbers he had called when he left. Had you ever done that before? N- I had gone through his phone once because mm. my body was like, <laughs> something is off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't find anything. There was, like, really nothing at all. So he called two numbers, and I, being on his laptop or his desktop, I went into his contacts to search there because I was so desperately hoping they were just friends or, Mm -hmm. like, people he worked for or worked with or whatever. And the one number didn't come up. So I Googled it, and immediately all these results came up. Oh. Yeah. What kind of results? Uh, it was a it was a, a direct line to an escort oh. in West Ad- Hollywood. Adult services. Adult services. Okay. okay. Something Elliot's familiar with, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was. Um, is that where this podcast is sponsored by? It. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God bless. Yes. That's intense. It That's was intense. wild. Super intense. I actually. I was, I think I was in shock for a couple of weeks, but I was in such a state of shock, I didn't know what to who do, who to tell or what to do. Right. Because the minute yeah. I would tell somebody about this, your life blows was the up. End of yeah. my life everything as I explodes. knew it. I had invested yeah. everything in this man, and I 
truly loved him with all of my heart and I trusted him with every ounce of my being. Mm -hmm. And so this was just this upheaval of everything. So I, I was kind of pacing around. I had a show. I used to run the show Mm -hmm. and my, my show was that night. So I called my best friend who lives in Tampa and I said, what is this? Beautiful town. <laughs> beautiful area. Well, she's mm-hmm. she's a peach. They have good pie. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm, Tampa's, good I'm pie. Sure they have good pie. There's a lot of tippins there. Good pie. Tampa's tippins, just an easy, easy punchline. So she said, I tell her, oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm so sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. I, I, I see this this adult information. Right. And there are there are in, there are there's an Instagram page. There's Twitter. There mm-hmm. are reviews of her. Mm-hmm. There's um, video. You can see her. Mm-hmm. You get all of it is there. And uh, I text- forward me those videos. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I texted him. Who the fuck is this? Yeah. Oh. Right was, away. Yes. I think I did right away. So he has a story ready because he's a liar and he knew this was going to happen. So he had this whole story about how he had a relative that was sick and was was dating one of these sex workers. And that's elaborate. The the relative died. And so every time he's in West Hollywood, like he was to see this movie, then he has a little time on his hands. He tries to find this woman. There's no good movie. It's so so interesting because the stories are always so extravagant. They have to be. They have to be. And it's really it's true. Nine times out of ten. The most obvious explanation is the right one, yeah. and I'll bring it back to Elliot real quick. The the this guy that he was uh, had been chatting with and texting mm-hmm. bailed on a date, and like last minute, and the reason was his identity had been stolen. The cops called his parents. His right. parents oh, freaked out. He had a panic attack, and it it's just four factors in w- folded into one and you're like that's not possible right you know Wait, I, anyway I, sorry, I, I, go I gotta know what how yeah, did sorry. how did you respond to that yeah how did yeah wh- I didn't know how to respond I didn't yeah. I didn't know what was happening again the straightest man like wait d- d- did you know I mean did you just think this was an escort service likely with female escorts and like uh, female identifying escorts and like you didn't know the full scope of his sexual his sexuality. No. So so this happened, right, and, and literally the night before I'm being like, Hey, is there, <laughs> <laughs> is there anything you want to do? Like touch my butt? So funny. Oh my god. So, no, it is interesting. I do think about that so as a queer person because like I'm listening to a heterosexual couple's story. Yeah. And in my head I'm thinking like where was the conversation about being open? Where was possibly, you know, like to me, if he's going to a prostitute, clearly, like in my head, I'm like, well, then it's just sex. It's not intimacy. Right, but I was asking for more exactly, sex. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so, but it is it is interesting, I think, as a gay person hearing it and my mental reactions to your story. And, yeah. And that's why it's so interesting. What did you think when you found out that this escort service, that he was just sleeping with other women, Right, I didn't. I didn't know. I, yeah. So that's when I called my friend in Tampa and was like, "This, what is this? This is the story he told." Mm-hmm. And she was like, "No, this is not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is really bad. This is a lie. He's lying to you." Yeah. And so I told him to not come home that night, sleep somewhere else. Um, and I, I didn't know what to do yet, so I hadn't said anything yeah. definitive. I was just like, "Sleep somewhere else tonight." Right. 
I went and did my show. Mm. Good for you. Good for you. Commitment to the craft. <laughs> well, also, there's like Christian Finnegan. I think like his oh. mom died or something, and he said it's the only way he could cope was to perform. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not kidding this, and I'm not kidding when I say this like this. I'm not making this up. The people that were at that show were like, that was the best set you've ever had in your life. <laughs> because I just went crazy about this. I went off on this guy. Yeah. And people think it's funny when I'm angry, apparently. So when I got home from the show, I went onto his computer and I searched his email. <coughs> and I found even more stuff. Mm-hmm. So there was Craigslist. There was, and this is just that one email address. <sighs> We have to f- remember there's that whole Yahoo there's and whoever, whole Yahoo. Kno- whoever yeah. knows what else. Like, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. So I screenshotted those and I sent them to myself. Control four. And I, I texted him, this is over. Mm. I know who you are now. Yeah. yeah. Good for you. Blah, blah, blah. So that, meanwhile, my brother, my younger brother lives in San Francisco and he was in between jobs and he was on uh, Gchat. <laughs> And so he's not expecting this at all. But I'm like, hey, so uh, real bad news up here, down here in L.A. He was like, do you need me to come down there? I was like, kind of. So this is Monday night. He was like, "Are you are you serious?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I I have to leave." If my sister, if I was asked to do this, I would be, I would run. Yeah. From San Francisco to LA with my fist out, <laughs> ready yeah. to Elliot, detonate. Fun fact: this man. Elliot pre-curls his fist when he hates someone so <laughs> yes. that he won't have to. If it's curl about them to if it's about you. like or defending my a, a woman's yeah. honor, yeah. Yeah. I will destroy right. somebody. Yeah, destroy. So your brother came right. down. Yeah, my brother flew down the next day. Good for him. I picked him up after my Chelsea Handler interview, which How'd went that go? terribly. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my god! Well, it got canceled anyway. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Listen, uh, she wasn't paying any attention. She was on her <laughs> phone. And then I was. they were asking me, like, what comedy clubs do you perform in? And I was like, none. I'm an alt comic. Yeah, like, right. I, was like, I go terrible. to bars. Right, like, <laughs> at the back of a laundromat. <laughs> and she wasn't paying attention. And I just I just broke at some point. And I was like, listen, I'm sorry this is going so poorly. I just found out my fiance is wow. like, having sex with a million other people. <laughs> like, so I'm kind of worried about STDs right now. Oh my <laughs> she God. put down her phone and was like, What? Um, she found that entertaining. <laughs> so yeah, and then it it kind of. Good, I, by the way, can I say this? Uh, that is, and I I I hate when people overuse this term. That is so brave. Thanks. To a day <laughs> you in, overuse it. <laughs> well, I, I use That's it ironically. Yeah. I'm gonna but take I'm using it, it, it seriously. I'm, I'm using it serious. I use it ironically, Alan. I'm using it seriously this time. <laughs> he hates it. Uh, but like you're less than 24 hours into this crisis, yeah. you find, you know, what is still very fair and reasonable evidence that this person is not the right person and you should end it. But I think a ton of people would have not ended yeah, it Yeah, that's that crisis point. management 101. Yeah. I, I don't know if I could have done something like that. I, mean, I you don't really, think I could have either. Wait, did you hear from him again? Like, what else did you find out? Like, explain the... the uh, well, they the, lived together. I mean, the shittiness yeah, of I, how that all ended because that to me is really fascinating. Mm. I hadn't been working. I had quit my job the mm-hmm. um, over a year prior. I had this steady job and it it was like working in a frat house and and I was I'd come home and I'd cry and he was like just quit your job I'll help you I'll take care of you it was like this yeah we're a team mentality and and when I wasn't working because at 
that point, that was my only job I'd ever had in L.A. So I didn't know I didn't have a big network outside of yeah. that show. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't working a lot. And he uh, he was like, I love that you're not working. This is great. I mean, I was Susie Homemaker. I was like making dinner every night. I was yeah. and enjoying it. It's very safe for me. It was very yeah. like familiar. It felt very yeah. familiar and comfortable, like what I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I was not prepared. I didn't have money saved. Yeah. I didn't I didn't have I wasn't ready to put a down payment on an apartment. I yeah. we had just leased a car together for me. It was oh, wow. under his name. Everything yeah. was not in yeah. my favor. Did yeah. you you had to communicate with him after it was oh, over? Oh yeah, I mean we had to sort stuff out and um And what was that yeah, like? Yeah, what's that I, I mean, mean, did you, did you have you... a further discussion? Well, there was a couple back and forths um Obviously, it had been a problem in his past, and he said, you know, I, and I'm not complimenting myself here, but he was like, I knew you were too smart. I knew you were going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, Where is he now? Wow. Do you know? He's married with kids. Oh, oh wow. I oh, that's my I don't know God. if they not, have. Oh, no, no, no. I forgot no. you told me that. Yeah, yeah, no. I've, I found out that he was, I knew he was married. I saw him at the airport. God, it was oh, like fun. you get you know fun when you place get to see your ex, dude. <laughs> you're already in a. I was actually in one of the best moods. I was having this wonderful day. I get into the airport. You know how they like they go, oh, you can go in the TSA line. Yeah. I was like, yeah. fuck yeah. yeah. And I get in the TSA line, and I'm one person behind him and this oh, wife. My God. Oh my god. Yeah, that was a full breakdown. That was like. Did you communicate? No. Oh good. No, no, no. We had had a closure meeting about six months after because I had such a wonderful therapist. Yeah. yeah. Who has worked with these things before, and she suggested we have a closure meeting. So we had a meeting where I got to tell him what his action, what his actions had caused me, and yeah. you know, he didn't really get, he doesn't really get to respond in this meeting. It's like you just have to listen. Oh, cool. Mm, Did he? And but he basically he said, "You that? found me out, <laughs> yeah. and I am a sex the least addict. He could do, and I kept it all from you. And there was so many shenanigans going on, and you found out, and it's that's it." Yeah, I mean, at one point he was like, what about all of our friends? I was like, they're my friends, one of their friends. Did he apologize? Yeah, he apologized. He was just, he was crying every time I saw him. He was just bawling. Hmm. The closure meeting, he cried the whole time. I mean, it's really hard. The worst part about this is, like, you can truly love somebody and be sick. Yeah. And and where do you discern if, you know, for me, this was the love of my life. At the time, I was like, this is the love of my life. Did you find out if he'd done that to other women? No, well, but I'm sure he has. Yeah. Mm, it's, it's not something, the relapse rate is, is higher than heroin. It's yeah. like over 90%. You know, this is like a, sex addiction is, I've learned so much about it since this happened. And I didn't even, I kind of figured out he was sex addict because I was Googling all of like, what could this have been? What is Can, this? What was he doing? Do Can you I, know if, I, I mean, sorry, this is, do you know if the fact that he was like kind of, chased in your sex life was that directly related to the fact that he was addicted to sex outside of the relationship yeah with a sex addict it's like the more shame and danger that's involved um the better the or better the more, so yeah. what so happens is it kind of gets sex right and it gets boring and it, when we first met it was like fire it was like <laughs> so intense we were right. so mm. all over each other and so i had 
noticed as the years went on, like it was declining. Hmm. I said stuff. I was like, what's going on? But yeah, like even the way he kissed me changed and, and just how he, he really shut off. He was really, but it also traces back to me growing up with a codependent mother and a narcissistic father yeah. and being mm. like, that's the normal. Also, the guy's you... quiet and the woman makes dinner. And yeah. Like, that's it. Did your I brother like beat him up? No, I, I did have a friend legitimately offer. <laughs> it's a offer. cartoon. Come here, man. No, I, Come I here, had, I'm going to get you. <laughs> I had a wealthy friend legitimately offer to send goons. Ah, to wow. Good for your friend. You know, I'm yeah. telling you, is the best best course of action. Always subscribe them to expensive magazines oh, without them knowing. Jocelyn, thank always. you so Yeah, this was honestly one of the best, most fascinating. So I mean, I've, I knew so about fun. this story, but I, mean, I, I never. I could talk about fun. it for hours. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I love it. It's so good. And so anyway, where can people find you? Yeah, where can people find you? At Jocelyn Hughes on Twitter, on Instagram. They can buy the book? You can buy the book, DIY, the book. damn it. Yay. Thanks, Jocelyn. Thanks, guys. And another thing. When it comes to irrational fears, uh-huh. we all have them. They exist. Okay. Um, <laughs> Great intro. <laughs> Ominous. <laughs> What what are you irrationally afraid of? I am irrationally Brent? afraid of well a lot of things related to death. I am I'm irrationally afraid of getting Wait. crushed from above. That's my big one. Like a, by a so? piano? Piano anvil. No, you mean air like conditioning? No, earth, air conditioning unit falling from a window. Oh. Um, earthquakes now? Like collapsing on you. Collab- like a building collapsing, collapsing on me. On. Yeah. Uh, this was crazy during the drought. When trees get really, really dry, they get a little bit more brittle, and mm-hmm. occasionally limbs, just branches, will yeah. fall. Yeah, yeah. From just a regular, what seems like a regular healthy tree, and I'm not kidding. I've had entire trees that I go around on the sidewalk because I'm like, <laughs> I don't like the looks of that tree. Yeah, I love and that. Convinced a branch is gonna fall on my head. I love that you're also you have an irrational fear of being shot in the head from behind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's gonna shoot you from the head? Anyone. When I lived in New York, like once every month or two, I would Mm -hmm. get this feeling. I'm like, the person behind you is going to shoot you in the back of the head. Yeah. And it could be a guy. It could be a girl, Uh by the way. I thought that about girls. (laughs) So just so you know. So progressive. I'm very progressive. (laughs) And I would always do this thing where I would rub my head with my hand in the off chance my hand would deflect the bullet. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's not going to deflect the bullet. No, but yeah, one in one in a Whoa. thousand it does. Yeah. I do love your and I've heard this before but your irrational fear about um about Augie and and Anna. Whenever whenever I'm with Anna and Augie, my niece and nephew, I feel like I'm in a final destination movie because I have all of these paranoid thoughts of like what could happen. Like of like, there the bookshelf falls over mm. the 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 fan you know the fucking the uh, what do you call that ceiling, ceiling fan, fan yeah. falls and you're, you're basically I, I the John Quijones no, of- no I get that last one because whenever I'm responsible for a child or I'm near a child uh, that that's one of my I'm, fears it, that that definitely yes. I worry not so much <laughs> it's funny I don't necessarily worry about the child's death. I worry about being, being responsible for Correct. a child's death. God. That's yeah. one of my irrational fears. Is, and I think it's—I think it's pretty common, but dropping yeah. babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrifying. I have an irrational. When I'm, well, I've, I've never held Augie or Anna. Never. What? Never. Uh, You've I mean, never I've held them. them? I've, I never held them as babies. I never held them as babies. What? No, never. How is that possible? But, well, I'm not a good uncle. That's but not also, true. But also, 
I had this fear that I would be holding it and I wouldn't be able to control <laughs> myself. I would. That's a common. I would throw it out the window. Oh, that's Wait, less okay, common. Let's not let's stop calling the children it. But did Look, you? There's two of them. Two, them, yeah, them. Them. They're human beings. It's, um, yeah. But like, have you ever held a I child? A couple times, and I do not like it. But you wow. think you're gonna like? I fear that I'm gonna drop the baby. But you have the fear that you're gonna throw the baby. I have, I have a fear that <laughs> here's here's here it is. I have a fear that I will I will think I should play a joke. Oh. And and in playing the joke, oh. I will like hurt the baby very oh. severely. Oh. Which is I would never do that. Right. But it's but, a, that's an that, irrational but that's fear. That's my irrational. My fear irrational that, fear, as you guys both know quite well. Is of harvest moons, yeah. right. big full moons. Mo- big moons. If the every moon, time I see the moon, I always say, "Elliot, yeah, terrified." People send me texts. Be don't look at the moon. I, if the moon is bigger than a quarter in the sky, I am. <laughs> when she just text you, when people text horror. you, don't look at the moon. Do you then feel you need to look at the moon? No, absolutely no, not. Don't I don't want to see it. And and you know, people ask like, "What what is that about?" And I've tried to in thinking about it. I think that it's related to like being at nine eleven. And watching the skyline in New York change hmm. in real time was so terrifying to me. And I have nightmares about it to this day. That's always about like the sky and skylines and things changing. Oh, that I think that's maybe yeah, that's a really in depth one. Yeah, I Good think for you. that maybe it's the idea of the moon looking sur- quote unquote surreal or, or just that yeah, the sky is changed. Yeah, creeps like an ex-boyfriend. And obviously, you didn't have it as a kid, but you right. have it as an adult. Yes. Wow, that's really interesting. Thank My you. irrational fears. I, you know, it's proud a, of you, Elliot. Thank you. It's surprising. I don't actually. I don't have a tremendous amount of fears, but the I really don't. Like it doesn't. I'll give you if I'll give you a fear. Brent is his lady fist in my face, um, <laughs> doing the Jackie I, Gleason. I, uh, but I don't. I don't. And I think I do credit. I think cancer to really getting over a lot of fears. I don't fear death. I don't have that sort of the idea of like it could happen at any You're time. You're like Alex it, it really doesn't scare me. Yeah. You know. Um, uh, well, that's what he said. He said I didn't fear death. That's what I meant. I yeah, I don't really fear death. death. But the two fears that to this day I think hold up for me mm-hmm. that has happened throughout my entire life is I'm I'm terrified of fire um, oh, okay. in general. I'm terrified of being stuck in a fire and not able to get out. That really yeah. frightens me. I'm terrified of setting a fire, leaving a stove on, even though I don't even yeah. use the stove. I'm afraid that my fat ass brushes up against it and I start and a fire. To, you used to store a lot of shit by your stove. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's interesting. And I, yeah, I, because, um, you know, causing the fire. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> get a storyline. Um, get a new book. I, no, I, yeah, fire. That's a, a fair one. Fire yeah. really scares me. But then the other one that isn't, I guess, really fair, but it to this even as a child, it just it so much anxiety. Even thinking about it, my heart goes fast. Mm. Bridges, oh, bridges, wow. terrify me. Wow. Like I'm not, I'm not scared of heights. That's the interesting thing. It's not the height thing. It's I think the idea of they look either the, brittle. the well yeah uh, yeah I think sometimes not understanding how they're standing up is, yeah. is the fear. Yeah. But also like <clears throat> the I I'm I'm really terrified of a car driving off of a bridge sure. accidentally. Or um, a bridge collapsing on me. And I think it stems back to when I was a kid and I saw a TV movie on, yeah, Crush from Above, a TV movie on the Northridge earthquake. It was like an NBC movie. Mm, And there was, they were driving on a bridge in, I think, 
downtown Los Angeles or something. And the bridges in L.A. here, there's many overlapping bridges and stuff on the highway. And it collapsed on them. And it just the idea of a bridge, not so much collapsing on me, but just collapsing is terrifying. Yeah, Yeah. it is. That is really scary. Yeah. But I think you have to see that in some capacity for it to look real enough to. In, you know, and penetrate, well, that penetrate NBC your brain. That movie had a budget because it scared me for the rest of my life. <laughs> Do yourself a favor. Never YouTube the, t- the Tacoma Narrows Bridge. Oh, boy. No, I'm definitely not going to YouTube that. <laughs> what would your aunt say? Brent, what would your aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's episode? Thank you for saying what you said about Elizabeth Warren. It's the first time we've agreed. <laughs> My Aunt Joanne would say, what's wrong with having a ton of Yahoo addresses? <laughs> Alan, how about Aunt Anne? My Aunt Anne would say, you know, I could never be a sex addict. You know why? Who needs sex when you got chocolate? <laughs> I love it. They're great. Aunt Ants are always better than my ants. Thanks. Sorry, I'm just a very good comedian. <laughs> Thank I'm you a very for... good comedian. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I'm Elliot Glazer. I am Brent Sullivan. And I'm unhinged Alan Scott. <laughs> A podcast network.